Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome everyone. How's everyone doing? We're good. So just hearing... um, Cliff and Raphael speak about serving. It made me, kind of brought me back to when I first started serving. And I remember just sitting in like, not even that corner, like further back when I first came and I'd be by myself and run away. But something within me, I did want to serve. But I didn't know how. I didn't know if there would be an opportunity for me to serve. And then of course, God created this beautiful opportunity for me to be able to share a gift that I have. And When you serve, it's not about even yourself. It's serving all of you to God and to others. And when you think you're doing all of these things, right, and it's for everyone else, then in one moment you realize how much it's actually healed and helped your own life because of how much you've given. And now God gets to show you, like, look how much you've worked and look where you are. And that's to say, Talon reminded me that yesterday was a year from his accident. And for those of you that don't know, Talon and I were in a very severe accident where his arm was injured, but not anymore. Now he's doing well, but it's been a year. And I remember myself in that moment. And, you know, I felt like my whole world was, it, it was just like crashed, right? But I didn't act that way because I have been serving and I have been working and I have been putting myself in God's hands. So when I was tested, I was okay. You know, of course I was hurting, but I wanna bring up to say is that when you're struggling in certain situations and you don't understand why you're going through them, that's when you need to lean more into God. That's when you have to go more into your meditation, into your stillness, so we forget about the ego and the mind because that's actually not who we are. Had I gone so deep into that, I don't even know if I would have been able to help the person I love heal, right? But instead, I had worked so hard that I was able to create the space for the two of us to heal as a collective, right, together. And that's why I just want to bring up with meditation, that's what we're doing here. We're taking a moment to knock down all the false walls. We say in yoga, there's egos, like the ego, this false identity. We believe that we're a soul, that we're something deeper than just our flesh and our body, right? God has a spirit in you. And what we want to do in meditation is let go of all these ideas of who we believe that we are. They're fun. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to not be your personality, to not be the amazing wife or girlfriend or great boss at work. But that's not who you really are. Deep down within yourself, there's something deeper, this light that we all share, all of God's children. 
So as we sit within this meditation, you start to let go of all of those things and you start to remind yourself of who you truly are. So I want us to take a moment now to just sit still and come back to your truest self. Take a moment now to serve yourself so that we can serve others. We're gonna close our eyes and let's start by deepening our breath, starting to really fill up your belly, allowing that breath to rise and slowly exhaling, releasing the breath. Starting to let go of all the tension that we feel. Releasing the shoulders, allowing them to come down just a little bit more. Starting to really focus on your breathing. Feel the belly expand as you inhale, allowing it to rise. Then gently exhaling, releasing the breath. My friends, in this moment, we start to let go of all that does not serve us. We remove ourselves from the mind and the thoughts, recognizing that we are the observer behind it all. No longer attached to the emotions or thoughts that arise, but instead we sink in deeper allowing ourselves to fall ever so gently into God's embrace. We release all the doubts, let go of those fears, release the frustrations that we hold. And in this moment, we allow ourselves to be still and present connected with our deepest and highest self, allowing peace to enter our being, allowing God to speak to us now, welcoming his love, his strength, and his grace. Continue your breathing, focusing on the inhales, allowing yourself to sink just a little bit more as you exhale, releasing all tension in the body and allowing yourself to become an open vessel, open to receive, we are no longer holding on so tight, clenching on to all the identities we hold, all the attachments, all the things we want to happen. We now open ourselves up so much that we trust in God. We allow ourselves to be free, to walk hand in hand with God, guided, protected, 
and loved. My friends, as you take another deep inhale, I want you to really create space as you open up. And as you exhale, try to really let go. Release just a little bit more. Honor yourself enough to be still, to not allow the mind to take over, to welcome them gently like waves going in and out. Just slowly allowing yourself to be a little bit more still. My friends, you are so loved. You are whole. You are worthy. You are placed on this earth with purpose. Don't allow all the lies in the mind to tell you otherwise. Stay true to your center. My friends, I want you to take one more deep inhale, but this time very slowly. Inhale, fill up the belly, allowing that breath to rise. Then hold the breath, and then vocally, exhale. One more, my friends. Really inhale. Allow the belly to rise. Really create that space. And when you're ready to let go of it all, just exhale, release. This is your true state of being, this peace that has settled on you. Recognize that this peace is found within yourself, not outside of yourself. The deeper we go within, the closer we are to God and to ourselves. My friends, when you're ready, gently blink eyes open. May peace and love always be with you. Amen, my friends. Good morning, Heartway family. How we feeling? Everybody doing good? That beautiful rain. Can we just meditate for the remainder of this service and listen to the raindrops? My, so nice. I want to just begin before I step into this teaching uh, by honoring and saying thank you to each and every one of our leaders and volunteers. And you all know who you are. Raph, Cliff, Sasha, Milena, Mario. I mean, everybody, Andrea, everybody, Ryan, Gabby, everybody, Cliff, all of the wonderful people who are so dedicated, so committed. I mean, we used to have our worship leader, Jenny, who, is, who just gave birth. She used to, you know, she used to come with cafecito every 
uh, Sunday morning. Andrea used to do it for a little while. Jenny started doing it for a little while, but then she had to give birth. And once that stopped, we haven't, you know, we haven't had nothing to bribe anybody with. And they still keep coming back early on Sunday mornings to help and to serve. And so, you know, I don't do this enough. And I want you guys to know that I love you. And without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Why am I getting like that? That's so weird, man. It's genuine love, you know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, babe, do, do I express my love a lot? I don't know. Maybe sometimes. Don't answer that. <laughs> I personally feel like there's room for growth. You know, I can be, I can express my, my uh, appreciation more to people that I love and care about. And so just a little something, something for you guys. I love you tremendously. And, and everybody who's here. You know, it's, it's wonderful that we get to be a family and, and week in and week out enter into this space where we can have these kind of conversations. It's a, it's a rare thing, right? Like in our normal everyday interactions to find people that we can get to this level with. You know, most of us, we're just kind of surfacey on our relationships, talking about stuff that is really not that important. To have a space where we can open up and actually talk about what we're carrying on the inside with other people is such a gift. And so know that when you're here at Heartway, there's no mass. There's no image you need to keep up with. There's nothing you need to prove to anybody. Nobody's here to judge you or even to try and fix you or change you. So if there's something you're carrying, if there's something you're holding on to, if there's something that you've been wanting to express about what's going on on the inside, this is the place for you to do it. So take advantage. Take advantage of my presence here, my wife, our leaders, our, our, our meditation teachers who do such a good job every week. Uh, talk to us and talk to one another and share what's going on in your life because, you know, it's only by inviting other people in that you can receive the gifts that other people have to offer in the form of love and encouragement and support. Oftentimes when we go through stuff, at least my tendency has been, let's isolate. <laughs> let's get away from everybody. I don't wanna deal with people at all. But when we isolate again, we think we're protecting ourselves and maybe we are a little bit, but we're also preventing ourselves from receiving the blessings that other people have to offer through their words of encouragement. All that to say, Heartway's a special place, and you can be you here. Now, with that being said, let's talk about this little message I have prepared for you today. I want to talk to you about the art of simple living. The art of simple living. There is something very powerful about a human being who has learned how to simplify their life. The mind likes to make things more complex than they really are. What I've come to discover about life is that life is actually very simple once you stop trying to figure it all out. As long as you need answers about why life happens the way that it happens, why people are the way they are, 
why things go down the way that they go down, life will always remain complicated for you. But if you can let go of the need to know, everything becomes very clear and there is a simplicity that begins to arise within your everyday existence. I wanna read to you a quote from St. Francis of Assisi, a very prominent figure in the Christian tradition who really lived out this value of simplicity. He says, my brothers and my sisters, God has called me to walk in the way of humility. And God has shown me the way of simplicity. Pure, holy simplicity confounds all the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of the world does not teach us to live simply. Society tries to teach us to live lavishly and excessively. Society has always been pushing us to do more, be more, accomplish more, get more, consume more and more and more. And all of us, if we're being honest, know that no matter how much more we get, it's never enough. It doesn't matter how much we work on ourselves and improve ourselves. It doesn't matter how far we get when it comes to our career path. It doesn't matter how much we're able to buy and purchase. It's never enough. We never find that contentment that we're looking for in looking for more. But society has programmed us to believe that satisfaction comes with having more. And there's nothing wrong with more. More can be a very big blessing. But more doesn't always mean better. More sometimes just means baggage. Anybody ever heard the phrase travel light? Does anybody travel light here or at least you try? I know the women have like 100 pounds of clothes and heels to put in their luggage for a three-day vacation, <laughs> okay? Emily tries to travel light and then they catch her when we have to weigh the thing. And they're like $100 because you're over the weight limit. What? That's how it goes, right? But why do people want to travel light? Oh, wait, by the way, I saw... I don't know if you guys know that this exists. And I told Emily, this would be the perfect gift for me for my birthday coming up in August or Christmas. There is a suitcase that carries you. Has anybody seen this? This is freaking epic, dude. It's a little suitcase that you can take with you onto the plane and you can sit on it and it's like a scooter and it's literally... It goes like 20 miles per hour. Can you imagine in the airport just doing that? I can see myself with that. So if you think about me, you want to be generous, you can, I'll send you my address. Anyways, that's one way to travel light, right? But why do people want to travel light? Especially if you travel a lot, you know it's kind of difficult to move around the airport and to get in and out of an airplane if you're carrying around too much stuff. So we aim to travel light because it's easier to get around. You know, in, in the same way, when it comes to our inner life, if we don't travel lightly, if we're carrying around too many expectations, 
If we have too many demands, if we have too many concerns and desires, we're not going to be able to navigate through life smoothly. Life is going to be a really rough ride. The good news is it doesn't have to be. You can travel light. The way to travel light is by staying in the present moment and accepting what is. I want to read to you this passage of scripture from the Gospel of Luke. It's this very um, interesting scenario in Jesus' life where he actually sends out his 12 closest disciples and he tells them to go out to different villages to spread this message of truth that he came to bring to humanity. And look at what he tells them as he's preparing them to go out and travel and share this message and heal other people. Then Jesus sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he told them, take nothing for the journey. <laughs> no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Don't take anything with you on the journey. This is very, very good wisdom for those of us who are on the journey to God. If you want to arrive to God, if you want to arrive at truth, you cannot take anything with you on the journey. Don't take your assumptions. Don't take your biases. Don't take your belief systems. Don't take your ideas of right or wrong because all of those are going to completely be shattered and blow up in your face. It's a part of the spiritual awakening journey. Reality as you know it gets stripped from you so that you can see reality for what it really is. Because right now, your reality is what you are projecting it to be. All of your fears, all of your biases, all of your prejudices, that's what has to get out of the way. For most of us, what's getting in our way of attaining God is our very concept of God. We've locked and boxed God into a particular framework that God does not fit in because God is beyond all frameworks. So you can't take anything with you on this journey to truth. You have to be an empty slate. When you can become an empty slate, then you'll be able to see reality for what it is. And this is what Jesus was speaking about when he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who carry no inner baggage, no attachments, just an inner attitude of openness, and receptivity, simple living, simple living. There's a story about a businessman from the north, very wealthy man, who met a fisherman from the south. And the businessman was on vacation. And he's on the beach and he sees this fisherman lying down next to his boat in the middle of the day, very leisurely. He's relaxing, enjoying his day. And the businessman, of course, being somebody who's always thinking about what's next, what's my next move, how am I going to uh, generate some more money, he looks at this fisherman and he says to him, hey, uh, why aren't you out there catching any more fish? It's the middle of the day. You have a lot of time before the sun goes down. And the fisherman said, well, I've already caught enough fish for the day. And the businessman says, well, why don't you catch some more? And the fisherman says, well, what would I do with more? 
He says, well, if you catch more fish, you can sell it and make more money. And if you have more money, you can buy another boat. And then if you have another boat, you can catch even more fish. And then you can hire more staff. And then you're going to be rich like me. And the fisherman says, well, what would I do then? The rich man says, well, then you can enjoy your life. The fisherman looks at him and says, what do you think I'm doing now? What do you think I'm doing now? It's the lie of society, right? We got to work really, really hard and just grind and just all of our 20s and 30s and 40s have to be just suffering until we finally arrive at that place of retirement where we can rest and enjoy our life. I guess that's one way to do it, but it's only one way to do it. Okay, you can actually enjoy your life. That doesn't mean don't grind if you're a dr driven person. That doesn't mean don't go after what you got to go after. But you can enjoy the process too. And if you're not enjoying the process too, you're missing out on your life. You're making life about something other than what it really is. You're stuck in some imaginary dream about the future. All the while, the present moment filled with the goodness of God is passing you by. You don't always need more to be happy. In fact, when it comes to happiness, less is more. This is why very few people find happiness in this life. Because we've been wired for the complete opposite. Less is more. Look at what it says in the book of Proverbs. Wisdom. Better a simple life with reverence for God than great treasure and trouble with it. This is not a, a moral judgment on those who have a lot of stuff. This is just a statement about quality of life. We are here having this conversation because we are in search of a particular quality of life. We're looking for depth in life. We know that there's something more than just the game that everybody's playing, right? Better a simple life with reverence for God than great treasure and trouble with it. There is a very big difference between what we want and what we need. Our wants and our needs are not the same thing. Look at what the scriptures say in the New Testament. God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches. So there's no question your needs will be met. You always have what you need. You may not be able to see that. You may not actually believe that, but that doesn't make it any less true. It's a wonderful thing to be able to live your life knowing that what you have is what you need. And if you don't have it, you don't need it. Period. God will supply all of your needs. That's the promise. The promise is not that God will supply everything you want all the time. And that's good news. Because oftentimes we want stuff that isn't in our best interest. Sometimes what we want isn't actually what is good for us and what is best for us. Other times there are things that we want in this moment that later on we don't want anymore.
Has anybody ever really desired something? And when you finally had it, it kind of lost its appeal? Yeah, hello, that's humanity for you. <laughs> okay, that's listen, that's just how it goes. We do this with each other in relationships. It's like, oh, I, I got him. Or I got her now. <laughs> Old news. You can have them. You know, that's, that's how we treat people. How much more possessions. You know, we get it and we're excited and it's awesome. And then after a couple months, it's like, eh, what's the big deal? We think that getting what we want will make us happy. But if your happiness is connected to getting what you want, you won't experience lasting happiness. Sure, you'll experience a flash of happiness here and there when you get what you want, but I'm talking about lasting joy, abiding joy. You can't have it if you believe that getting what you want is what will make you happy because you're always gonna want something else. Now, are you starting to understand the way that the mind works, the way that desire works? It's a, it's a never-ending game, which is why one tradition teaches that desire is the root of all suffering. And the mind is all about desire. Desire, desire, desire. Want, want, want. It's probably a little more accurate to say that it is our attachment to desire that is the root of all suffering. Again, there's nothing wrong with desire. There's nothing bad about desire. But with our attachment to the things that we desire comes emotional and mental suffering. It's just a part of the package. Pay attention and notice the way your desire works. That thirst that we have as human beings for more, that thirst that we have for life to go the way that we want it to go, that thirst that we have for uh, excessiveness, the thirst we have to constantly consume is a thirst that is unquenchable. It's unquenchable. So the book of Ecclesiastes speaks of it as a chasing after the wind. Imagine somebody trying to chase after the wind and catch the wind. Are you ever going to catch the wind and grab what you're looking for? No. You're chasing after the wind. Okay, so being a slave to your desire is like running in a hamster wheel. You're constantly moving and you're not getting anywhere. That's how life is when you are uh, blinded by and attached to your desires. So if you're looking for fulfillment, if you're looking for satisfaction, it's not going to come by having more, but by wanting less. If you're looking for satisfaction, it's not going to come to you by having more, but by wanting less. The less you want, the happier you become. I know this is Chinese for some of us here. This is the complete opposite, which is probably what validates the truthfulness of what I'm saying, okay? The less you want, the happier you become. 
Why? Because now I'm not looking outside of myself and I'm not looking outside of this present moment for my satisfaction. What satisfies me is this, here, now, the simplicity of the present moment. When the present moment as it is becomes your satisfaction, now you are no longer concerned with having what you want because what you want is what you have. You have trained your mind to want what you have, which means now you live in reality. You're living in reality instead of in some imagined scenario of what your life could be like in the future. And one day when I get to that imagined scenario of the future, then I can be happy. Then I can rest. Then I can be at peace. Lie. Not true. You already know that this is not true because you've already fooled yourself a million times. You've been doing this to yourself your whole life. Thinking that getting what you want will make you happy. Desire can be very deceptive because when we really want something as human beings, what happens is we start convincing ourselves that we cannot live without it. And when you convince yourself that you cannot live without that object of your desire, now something you want has become something that you need. Just like that, something you want now becomes something you need. And think about what happens. Think about the effect that this belief that you don't have what you need has in your everyday life. When I really believe that I do not have something that I need in order to feel complete and fulfilled, now I start operating from a state of inner lack. When I feel as a human being that there is something that I am missing on the inside and that I have to get something outside of myself in order to feel complete on the inside, it becomes impossible for me to show up as my true self. It becomes impossible for me to operate at my highest capacity and my highest potential as a human being. Has anybody ever been around someone who's needy? Okay, there's something about a needy person <laughs> that just propels you away from them, right? When somebody's a little too needy, you don't want to be around that person. We are attracted to people who are already complete. In the same way, when you operate from a state of inner completion, you are more likely to attract blessings into your life because you are already embodying that state. And so it's natural for these blessings to flow into your life. On the other hand, when you are operating from a state of inner lack, you are more likely to repel blessings from coming into your life because you can't even recognize the blessings that you already have. So how could life ever give you anything more? Even if you did receive the more, you wouldn't be able to see it for the blessing that it is. Or even worse, you would think that you're not worthy of it because inside you're not complete 
And of course, nothing outside of you can fix or fill that void that only God and spirit and truth and awareness can. Nothing will be able to do it. The thing to recognize about desire is this. We are a slave to our desires. Okay, we, we are a slave to our desires. And it can be very hard for us to let go of our desire. So maybe we don't even need to focus on letting go of the things we desire. Don't even focus on that. My message for you today is I want you to begin to understand your desire. I want you to begin to observe how you act, how you think, how you talk when you are chasing an object of your desire. Just seeing it for what it is will free you from it. Just seeing real, uh, excuse me, your desires for what they are, understanding the way that desire works will cause that desire to let go of you because you're going to see through it. You're going to see the game for what it is and you're just going to not be interested in playing it anymore. That's how it happens. It's going to take time. This doesn't happen overnight. Some people, I mean, they do have miraculous experiences where it all drops. Others of us who are human, it takes time. It takes time. You know, it, it, it's going to take time. We, we build these automatic habits, and that's the way it is with our desire, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff that we desire as human beings that we already know is bad for us. We already know it's toxic. We already know we've been there, done that a million times, and every time after we do that or whatever, we feel horrible, and we still do it, right? We, you know, it's because of this automatic, habitual uh, addiction that we have developed. It's gonna take time for you to rewire some of that stuff. So you just, just be patient and don't judge yourself through this process. Allow, allow it to be what it is, but just understand what it is. Understand what's going on. That's going to be enough to, to release you from under the grip of, of your desire. So desire can be deceptive. But if we understand desire for what it is, it begins to loosen its grip on our life. So what is it that you have convinced yourself that you cannot live without? What is it that you have convinced yourself that you cannot live without? A person, an income, a career, a dream, a relationship. There's nothing wrong with having more. Enjoy all of it. It's all a gift. It's all a gift here for your enjoyment. Just be very careful about getting attached. Be very careful about getting attached. Because when you are attached to your desire, yes, that's going to bring you a lot of pleasure. But it's also going to bring you a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Why? Because Pleasure and pain go together. That's the way desire works. You cannot have one without the other. 
It's impossible. If you're going to experience the pleasure that comes from getting what you desire, you're also going to experience the pain. What do I mean by that? Well, desire has both a positive and a negative element. The positive element of desire is the happiness, the excitement, the thrill that we get from obtaining the object of our desire. And it feels good, right? It does feel good for like five seconds. The negative element of desire is the fear, the tension, the stress that comes from having to hold on to the object of my desire because now this is where I find my pleasure. This is when life actually feels good is when I have this object of my desire. So I got to make sure I protect it and defend it and hold on to it with everything I have inside of me. Why? Because of fear. I am afraid of losing that which I have attached my worth to. I am afraid of losing that which I have attached my identity to. Well, guess what? Everything changes. Everything is fleeting. Nothing is permanent in life, which means at some point you're going to have to let go of what you're holding on to. And that is a terrifying thing for the soul who has become attached to the object of its desire. It's a terrifying thing because, again, now I'm losing the very thing that is bringing me pleasure, making my life enjoyable. So just be mindful. You can get out of this trap, the pleasure, pain, pleasure, pain, pain, pleasure, pain. It's a trap. How can you get out of it? Well, this is the, 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 the hard pill to swallow, okay? But I'm just going to give it to you because you want to be happy. If you want to let go of the pain, you also have to be willing to let go of the pleasure, okay? If you don't want to experience the pain anymore that comes with always chasing stuff outside of yourself, you have to let go of the high that comes from getting what you desire. We become addicted to our pleasure, so this is very difficult to do. But what I have come to learn is that there is something better than pleasure. It's called peace. And true peace, lasting peace, is yours whether there's pleasure or pain. Because when you're operating from this state of inner completion and when you've touched the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, you're not attached to the pleasure or the pain. You understand? You're not attached to the pleasure or the pain. So it's just this abiding peace that is with you through all of the ups and downs of your life. This week, Emily and I, we receive more good news than normal, right? We had several reasons to celebrate and very good things. And, you know, just to let you in my inner world, yeah, with my wife and with my family, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We're going to celebrate it. As soon as I finish doing that, oh, yeah, this is awesome, I laugh at myself. I laugh at myself because what am I going to attach to a car? What am I going to attach to, you know, for what? In the same moment that I get something, it could be taken from me. And that's it. So I get it. I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not going to hold on to it. I rather have peace. 
I rather have peace. Let go of the pleasure, you'll let go of the pain. But what would make somebody want to let go of pleasure? Isn't pleasure what makes life enjoyable? No, you can simplify your life to the point where the present moment is what becomes your source of joy. God is what becomes your source of joy. Look at how the psalmist puts it in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If I have God, I have everything I need. When your life is oriented towards God, when God becomes your all-absorbing desire, a lot of stuff in your life just isn't worth wanting anymore. It isn't worth wanting anymore because your soul has found that which it's been longing for the whole time. So don't waste your life chasing after things that aren't important. Right? Simplify your life by wanting less. Don't destroy your peace of mind by always living in the future. Stay present. Stay connected. And in the present moment, in the presence of God, you will find your fullness of joy. And you know that your, uh, that your, that your soul has, has come home when you don't want that much anymore. <laughs> Which means, oh my goodness, my peace and my happiness and my well-being is not conditional. And it's not dependent on what's happening around me. I have found this source within myself that is constantly generating more and more and more. And at the same time, it is enough, it is enough, it is enough. You always have enough. What a gift that God gives to us. But to access this, we have to be willing to, to let go. Let me read you this last quote, G.K. Chesterton. He says, there are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more. The other is to desire less. This process of desiring less, you know, it really does feel like a death. This is all our life has been. Your whole life has been accumulating more and more. To desire less feels like, what's the purpose of life? But you have to kind of go through that. You have to go through that to reach this treasure of abiding peace that I'm talking to you about. And is it going to feel uncomfortable? Yes. But remember the mess that you chasing after your desires gets you into. Just remember that. And as you watch yourself fall back into your desires over and over and over again, again, just be patient with yourself. Don't judge yourself for it. Love yourself through this entire process. And eventually, you're just not going to want the same things you used to want anymore. One last little story, and then I'm going to end here. Story about a, a very wise philosopher who lived off of bread and lentils. Very poor man. He lived off of bread and lentils. You know this story. And there was another philosopher who lived in the king's palace because he always flattered the king. And when that 
philosopher who lived in the king's palace saw this other uh, philosopher living on the street off of bread and lentils, he looked at him and he said, you know, you wouldn't have to live off of lentils if you would just be subservient to the king. And the philosopher looked at him and said, you know, you wouldn't have to be subservient to the king if you learned how to live off of lentils. <laughs> you get it? This is important. The only way another human being can control you and manipulate you is by dangling what you desire over your head. It's the only way. Imagine the power of desiring nothing. Imagine who can pull your strings. Who can ever manipulate you? Who can ever control you? No one. No one. Let's pray. God, today our prayer is that you would be enough for us. That reality as it is, this present moment would be enough for us. Only by your grace will we be capable of wanting less, desiring less. Help us, God, to know and to live in the knowing that we are already complete, that what we have is enough. And yes, we will enjoy all of the wonderful gifts that are given to us from above. They're all there for our enjoyment. But may we never fall into the trap of attachment. Because always chasing after what we desire, thinking that it's going to give us happiness, only leaves us with an empty void. And so today, we're going to make the decision to travel light on this journey towards freedom, on this journey towards self-discovery, on this journey towards God and truth, we are going to take nothing. We will be empty-handed, no inner baggage, no attachments, attached to nothing, connected to everything. That is our prayer. And we thank you, God, that with your help it will be so. Amen. All right, we did it. Love you guys. Thank you for coming. Real quick, before you go, on your way out, we have a little table there set up where you can sign up for our outreach event at the end of the month. Would love to see you there. Sign up because we're limited spots. Love you. Have a great rest of the week. See you next Sunday at 11.